What's shaking, everybody? And welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. This is episode number 21. Episode number 21, baby. And we got a special episode for you this time. Today on the episode, we actually had a guest come on. It was mine and Gary's good buddy, Josh Payne. We've known Josh for a long time, went to school with him, grew up with him, uh, played sports together with him, you know, the whole nine, made a lot of memories together. But we have him on the podcast today. Josh is an avid outdoorsman. He's a big fan of hunting and game preservation. So uh, we dive into that exclusively and talk about you know what it means to be to be a gamekeeper is what he calls it. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. We had a really good time recording this one with him. Glad we got to see him, and uh, you know I just think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So as always, I want to thank you guys for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the greatest podcast on the face of the earth. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. Hello. What episode number is this, Gary? 21, 21, 21. 21, 21, 21. 21 it is, and it's a special one indeed, because we have our long-time pal, old Joshua Payne with Joshua us this episode. Joshua Lee mate. Payne. What's up, fellas? How's it going, man? I'm excited. I am too. excited. Sure. I've had the questions for this podcast written down for a while. A long time. <laughs> Coming at you on a what, Wednesday night. Whoop, whoop. A little different time. How was church? Late Will? nighter, huh? How was church? It was good, man. The preacher was out of town, so we had the... So ass- you partied? No. <laughs> <laughs> had the assistant pastor up there. He's a little more tame. Heck he, yeah, he did a good so, job. Yeah, he did a good job. Heck yeah. He always does a good job, but... We're back at it for the late night edition. Well, Not let, really, but let's let's uh, introduce our guest. So, Joshua, tell us where you're from, a little bit about you. Uh, introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, my name's Josh Payne. I am from Damascus, Arkansas. Grew up with these two fine fellows over here. Um, pretty much, just uh, we've we've pretty much been friends our whole life. Oh yeah, grew up playing baseball. And baseball, all that. sure. Kind of yep, got yep. us got us all together. Speaking of baseball, dude, I threw baseball this weekend. My shoulder feels like it's gonna fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't so I haven't thrown anything in a long dude, time. Dude, I don't even know when the last time I threw a baseball was. My brother's humming it. I couldn't. <laughs> I th- He's I, got like the mechanical shoulder though. Yeah, for sure. No, um, so one of the big characteristics that we're going to talk with Josh about uh, in him is he is a big time hunter. We're going to talk about, you know, a few things, how our weeks were before that, but just give us a little taste. Give us a little taste of, of what hunting means to you. Oh man. I, I personally would like to call myself a gamekeeper. A game. I like gamekeeper. Gamekeeper. Okay. Okay. Man, I'm, I'm a hunter second, really. Uh, I like, I like, the aspect of taking care of them, feeding them, making sure they have everything they need, getting them healthy. Um, being a gamekeeper means to me, like, you can, uh, it's like what you leave behind, really. I have a farm that I hunt, it's 300 acres, I've hunted it my whole life. And uh, the things that we've done to this land to make it better for the wildlife, 
is what makes me happy. Yeah. Um, hmm. And it's not it's not about trophy deer to me, honestly. I like taking the oldest deer, the the most mature deer. Yeah. If one's sick, I like taking it out of the herd. Um just I'm just I'm just thinking about their well being mostly. I know it's some people can't fathom that because yeah. you're like, you know, you're you're going to kill them. You're not taking care of them. You're just killing. It's not killing. It's harvesting. It's harvesting it's, this year's to make uh, room for next year's right, productivity. Right. You know, I mean, it's the natural cycle of life. Exactly. Um. Uh, well, that, hey, that's that's a good introduction. We'll, a good, we'll definitely. I've actually, I've honestly never heard that before. A gamekeeper. I've never keeper. heard that either. I kind of like that better than a hunter. It sounds yeah, less. Sure. I mean, I figure a lot of people would like that more because it sounds less. Um, I don't know, less harsh, harsh or violent. I guess you right. could say. I don't yeah. know. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a relationship that you have with just life. Right. Like you're on your land that you have been on your whole time. You've cultivated food plots, I'm sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've cultivated food plots. You've spent a lot of time out there. You've spent a lot of money on game cameras to watch them. I mean, you have invested a lot of your time, money, and energy into these animals. You're exactly so. right. Yeah, man. For sure, we'll die. We'll get. We'll get. A we'll deep we'll dive definitely into that, get though. in there. I just kind of wanted to let people know because sometimes we can. We can talk about our weeks for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, we do that a lot. Or then we get going down like a, a tangent. Yeah. And, you know, waste a lot of time doing that. But anyway, we'll we'll keep it precise and short this time. So how did we go? Did it was it was good, man. Uh, I worked. Um, and then, I, so I've been, man, I've been doing those videos. I know I talked about that last week, too. And they are just killing me. <laughs> like videos, I'm so man. I'm so ready to be done with these nutrition videos. I've gained a lot of value from them. I'm preparing myself to continue my education, but and and honestly, like I've I've learned a lot, but I've also showed myself that I have a long way to go to be what I want to be and as knowledgeable in that specific area of health yeah. that I want to be. So, well, it's humbling. It's yeah. humbling. Well, that's good though. You know, at least you can realize that instead of thinking you know everything. Exactly. That's always a good a good way to look at it. Exactly. You can't ever learn if you think you know anything. Yeah. That's true. I work with those people every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, uh, Josh actually works with my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad's a man. UPS. I think he's been UPS. I think he's been a UPS man for, oh, he's going to kill me if I don't get it right, but maybe 28 years it's 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 approaching 30s all i know a long time all you gotta say is a long time yep but josh josh he's a he's fairly new but he's yeah. he's been there for a, a while <laughs> i wish i was getting his pay right yeah. <laughs> speaking of that dude you got to go to work in how many hours oh man probably eight eight hours right now no you gotta be there at three thirty. yeah what time is it um what time is it Eight thirty. Yeah, almost, almost eight hours. Right? Seven hours. Seven hours. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, I feel like this is gonna be a lengthier podcast. Dude. It always is when we have nah, a. I don't it's, know. it's all good. I took me a little nap before. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But any, anyways, <laughs> other than that, I kind of just picked up around the house. My dad came over. We did a little bit of yard work. You know, spring's coming around the corner. Yeah. Um, I did that all week. And yeah, and uh, today I went up. And just hung out with my brother. We drove up to... Oh, he's on spring break, huh? Yeah. Uh, he 
He's on spring break. I haven't seen him in a while. So I just texted him and was like, yo, I'm going to come down and we're going to go up to North Arkansas and just go on a little drive, go up on the Buffalo River and chill out for a little bit. There you go, man. Had a good time. Sounds like a relaxing day. It was nice, nice seeing my brother. Yeah. But anyways, how, how was your week, Will? Dude, my week was pretty good. I had an eventful weekend. Uh, I don't remember if I said last time or not. Um, I went to my sister-in-law's wedding. That I was in. Did I say that last time? No, this was like right before you, you hadn't went to the wedding yet. Yeah. Oh, no, we did. We, we talked about that last episode. I just haven't put that episode out yet. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, because Will's like way behind. I'm not way behind anymore, son. I, <laughs> I'm going to put one up uh, this weekend, and then this one will be up um, Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday. But no, man, it was good. It was in Hot Springs. It was at this old, like, I don't know if. I think it was an old car dealership, but it was like inside old school, big stone, stone building and, you know, very pretty and stuff. It had like a little outdoor garden patio area and that's where they had the wedding at. It was beautiful, man. It was a beautiful time, beautiful people. And uh, I was just glad I got to be a part of it, you know. It was, it was a beautiful awesome. moment. It was a beautiful they... moment, man. Yeah, that's awesome. They've yeah, been, they've been cool. together a while, haven't they? Yeah, I think they've been together, uh, I don't know. Probably. A long time. Just say a long time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> She's going to kill me if I don't get this right. <laughs> a long time. So, yeah. Other than that, though, um, came back on. Oh, I forgot. Me and Paxton went to. I didn't even know about this. What are you I'm, talking about? I'm assuming that y'all sent this in the group message. I just don't, uh, I don't remember. But I just don't pay attention to this. Me and Paxton, <laughs> our buddy that's been on the podcast before, on. Uh, Sunday we drove to Fort Worth, Texas, and went and watched a Call of Duty World League don't tournament. Lie, don't lie, y'all. Y'all went to the stockyards in Fort Worth. Didn't <laughs> no, we didn't go to the stockyards. Don't get you big old steak. No, dude. We no kidding. We went to the. It was a Call of Duty tournament. Our buddy Chris and his wife live up there, so we we went and hung out with them uh, Sunday and Sunday night. St. Patty's Day. You know, watch the tournament and then came back on Monday. It was a good time, though, man. You got a little wild child, didn't you? No, we we didn't get a little wild child. (laughs) Dude, Fort Worth was actually, like, super laid back. Like, you know, it's only 30 minutes from Dallas, but it really wasn't even wild at all. It was kind of relaxing, to be honest. It was kind of like a little uh, peaceful stay, I guess you could say. Good deal. No, it was cool. But the Call of Duty tournament was cool. I wouldn't want to go one of those for a (laughs) long time. Dude. Gaming is taking over the world. It's Dude, like a I'm not sport, man. Take a guess. Okay, there's five people Get on. Get outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, says the gamekeeper. <laughs> no kidding though. Uh, the winning or each team has five players on it, and guess how much money the winning team got. Oh, for winning the tournament, it was like a big prize pool. But. So like how like was it at like one of the bigger tournaments in the, in I the mean, nation? I I mean yeah, there's only so I would say one of the bigger what, five five to ten thousand dollars. I'm I'm gonna say twenty twenty grand for okay. <laughs> the whole team together got like uh three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> so divide that by five. That's like a little over sixty something thousand. <laughs> that <person. laughs> that's a year's worth of pay, man. Yeah, yeah, it's Golly. crazy, dude. Dude, but that that blows my mind because. If they're if they're getting paid that much money, I mean they're economically probably worth that. Like they're pulling in that much money. Yeah, I mean if you think about it, there was thousands and thousands of people at this venue, and it's sixty dollars for a weekend pass. So they're raking in a ton of money. 
You know what I mean? That just blows wow. my mind, man. And they're bringing in a lot of people to the area, you know? People yeah, are going out sure. eating in restaurants and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. But That's yeah, cool. I'm glad, dude. You had you never do anything. You had, I know, you had a more eventful week than I did. <laughs> I know, dude. I usually a stump or a bump on a log. I don't really do much, but I'm glad glad you you got time, out of man. your shell a little yeah, bit. Yeah. How was your week, Josh? Yeah, what'd you what'd you do this week, Josh? Man, it's been pretty good. Uh, actually, I had Monday off after UPS, so I worked UPS from about three three thirty in the morning till about eight eight thirty, and. uh I had Monday after UPS off my second job and my girlfriend, it was her last day before she left for New Orleans. So I got to spend time with her and then I spent that evening raking leaves, man. <laughs> raking leaves, doing God yard work. I, I needed to do it bad. Still got a big pile. Dude, yeah, line. my yard looks terrible. It's got those little green, or no, not green, those purple flowers sticking up. Yeah, yeah. They're like three, four inches tall. Stinkweed. And yeah, green onions. onions. Yeah, <laughs> green onions. That's, yeah, I, I had to mow those. My, my, it looks so much better now. But getting the pool back in shape. Uh, oh, yeah, it baby. Looked, it looked like a pond. But now she's clearing up. A little stale. Um, yeah. Well, just working, man. Yeah. Josh is a very, very busy individual. He yeah, he works sure. a lot, but hey, you work hard, yeah. you, you play hard too, you right? Dang right, <laughs> dude. I work hard to support all my uh all my hobbies. I got a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. me and Josh, we were talking before the podcast. He's he's going to be a professional fisherman one day. I believe him. Uh, oh, I believe that for sure. I believe I, that. I did go fishing yesterday evening too. Right. Me and my buddy trying to find some for this weekend. We got a tournament, so heck yeah, yeah, sweet dude. Well, let's uh let's dive into this. Um, you've already kind of you know told told what hunting me or well what gamekeeping means to you. <clears throat> let's talk about the difference between bow hunting and modern gun. So oh, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Man, I started out just like just like any other kid, really. I you know I was using a rifle, modern gun. Um, I've, I've taken a lot of animals with them and I still, I still use a muzzleloader every once in a while, but muzzleloader, you still have to get for my comfort zone with the muzzleloader 80 yards in, you know, that's my comfort zone. Uh, a lot of people shoot them way, way farther, but that's, that's not me. I mostly bow hunt. I mean, that's, that's all I do for, for whitetail deer, you know, uh, turkey hunting. I use a shotgun duck hunting you know it, that'd be tough to use a bow but it, yeah. it can be done but, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet though if you could yeah <laughs> you i've always i've always air. wanted to try it at least i mean yeah I, yeah i probably wouldn't be any good at it but, uh yeah uh bow hunting man getting getting that animal getting a mature animal i mean that close to you it's it's something in itself. So what you said your comfort zone with a muzzleloader is eighty yards. What's your comfort zone with a bow? Comfort my my comfort zone with a bow would be about forty five in. So okay, I mean that's so honestly that's pretty close. Less though. than less well, than half I, a football I mean, field. Oh yeah. I mean I say close when you're actually out there probably shooting. It, it seems like a long. Oh, way, it but. does for sure. Um, man, it's you got to practice a lot. I've practiced a lot and I wish that I practiced more than I do. You really, I mean, you owe it to that animal to make the best shot you can. Yeah. I mean, because with I've, a bow, I mean, how, how fast do they go down? If you, if you make that shot, a well-placed shot, I mean, it's a few seconds, Yeah, a few seconds yeah. and there it, it's, it's over. 
Yeah. And that's that's what you owe to the animal if you're going to take his life. I mean, you know, if you're hunting, if you hunt long enough, you're you're going to make a bad shot, and you're going to have to, you know, follow it up. You know, that's just part of being uh, an outdoorsman. You gotta you gotta know how to deal with the situation. Yeah. You just can't go out there. I mean, there's a lot of people who go out there, and if they see a deer, 300 yards, they got their rifle. They're shooting everything they have. You yeah. know, they're shooting five times, and they don't know what they're what really. They're yeah, doing. and I I feel like, um, you know, I've I've spent the last four and a half years in in college in the the nutrition field. There's a lot of people that are vegan and vegetarian they're like anti-hunting that mm-hmm. i'm around and i feel like they they look at people like what you're talking about that are going to take a 300 yard shot with no consideration for the animal right. they see that and then they just assume that all hunters are like that right that's that's not how it is i mean that's that's how all people that are really educated over it, that that's what they believe you know that when they think about hunter they think about you know this dude up in the deer stand drinking beer you know, shooting at everything he sees, you know, yeah. everything that walks and that's I mean you know, you do have those people, but Yeah, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna have bad apples. It's kinda right. like that and everything. I mean, though. Everything. You're gonna have some people right. that, you know, don't have any etiquette or any any morals about what they're doing. So and right. that that's why I feel like it it's a it's a good thing you're on this podcast. We have people that I know listen to this podcast that, that do have a skewed outlook on what hunting actually is because of the bad apples. And um, it's it's gamekeepers like you that really do respect the craft and respect the animal For sure. and, and have that connection with it. Yeah, I, I just I just can't really explain what it means to me. Uh, I've, I've grown up in it, and I've, I have a lot owed to... to uh, TV shows when I was younger, watching Mossy Oak and Real Tree, like the founders, and just knowing the roots of how they got started and and what they believed in, and you know they have their own biologists and show you the best ways. And I do a lot of reading up on it, and I I try to what what I can afford right now. It's very expensive to be a gamekeeper. I mean, and knowing what's best for your property, what's best for your animals, uh, knowing the ratio it needs to be to have successful hunts. And I'm not talking about taking a, taking a deer every time. Man, yeah. I've, I have so many successful hunts where I just go out and watch. Um, if, if, I, if I'm after a particular deer and he walks out there right at dark, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to take the shot. Especially if I've got a marginal shot. I'd rather watch that deer. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a deer stand uh, for an hour after dark. Because right at dark, deer just surround me. And I'm just, you know, sitting there. They're walking all underneath me. You got a full moon, man. You're sitting down there and they're eating acorns right below you. There's no, if you If you haven't ever experienced something like that, then... It's something you, I mean, you, you don't have to hunt them. Just, you know, go yeah. find, find somebody that you know, go sit in a tree stand with them. And even if you don't see anything, just enjoy the outdoors, man. It, yeah. I've seen so many sunrises and sunsets and it, it's each one of them are special to me. And 
that's that's what drives me you know yeah i've heard this i can't i can't remember his name right off the top of my head um he's a big time big time hunter makes films for hunting to kind of show people what hunting is actually about and he said that he took he took these these photographers out with him in, in Colorado. i think it's colorado or utah one of the two and they were basically like anti-hunters and mm-hmm. he had to talk he had to just basically beg them to come with him well they got out there and they, they didn't end up killing an animal but he got up on an elk that was like maybe 30 yards away and it was and it bugled mm. and and those photographers after that they were like we want to go back hunting with you we it's just people people that don't walk the ground out in the wild you can't really comment yeah, on the ground you because you haven't been there. Experience exactly. is king. Exactly. You, know? you can read all of these these groups that hate on hunting, but if you haven't actually went out and experienced it, there's not much not much weight to what you're saying or what yeah. you believe. Right. And you got to have an open mind. I mean, you go out there knowing that you're going to think about it in a certain way. You're never going to learn anything. You exactly. know, you you got to have an open mind about everything. That's uh, that's one of the major flaws. Today, everybody's, you know, set, just set in their ways. They don't want to learn anything. That's true. It's not even with, uh, with hunting. It's like that with societal issues and, you know, economics and political stuff. Everybody has their own specific opinion and they never take the time to think about anybody else's or, right. and, or look at it from a different perspective. Just yeah. like me and Will have talked about this several times. You don't have to hang on to or believe something that you entertain. Just entertain it, and if you don't agree with it after you've thought about it, just let it go. Yeah, we say like it, your brain's like a big computer. Mm-hmm. Um, it can take in something, process it, register it, and then if you don't agree with it or you don't believe what has been said, then you just spit it back out. Yeah, spit right. it back out into the like a like yeah. an electrical wire. It's a current moving through. Let yeah. it go on through. Right. Yeah. You retain what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cool what you're saying though, because. Josh has been trying to get me to go hunting with him forever. I have, man. I've asked and, him. Uh, is it? I mean, it turned not, into a joke. Yeah, it, it turned into a joke. <laughs> It'll happen one dude, day, but like, no kid. Now I kind of want to go, man. I'll take you. But the thing is, I don't like. Here's the thing: I don't want to go with a rifle. I want to use a bow, but I've I've shot a bow like one time in my whole life, yeah. so I couldn't even hit right, anything. Right. I don't have one, you know what I mean? I don't have a place to practice. That's like, the that's the thing, would, man. Is you but, have to but you have like, to practice. Yeah, but like if I <laughs> if I go though, I want to experience like the whole encompassing thing of hunting. Like right. I want to be, I want to feel like we're primal, not necessarily primal because <laughs> you know you have nice equipment. But like you Wearing know, loincloth out there. No, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, back in the you. old days, I've got like, an extra one. <laughs> you know, like like get the feel of what's going on. Like get in tune with the. Right. I don't know. I feel like it's, and I'm not even against hunting or anything. I just feel like it'd be it's more, I say ethical. More, it it would it would give you a better experience if you used a bow rather than for sure, man. It, it really shows you. Uh, man, it just shows you what it's all about to me. I mean, it's, uh, you get to see. It makes you really right there. work for it. You oh, know? yeah, you got to work for it. I mean, there's nothing comes easy. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying that, that being a, a, a marksman with a rifle, that's a great accomplishment sure. in itself. Oh, yeah, it's very lethal. I mean, my, my dad hunts with a rifle mostly, and he, I mean, he's he's a pretty good shot. I mean. 
Yeah. I mean, he he's very successful too, but that's just not my way. Yeah. And I mean, that's his way. I mean, you can have your own way. So going going back to you talking about um, Will, you talking about you know you never being at you never shooting a bow and you wanted to do that, but if you got out there, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to. To, to take the animal down quickly, more than likely because you haven't shot it. Yeah. So I was going to yeah. ask Josh, like, when you do, first of all, this is just kind of a two part question. First of all, do you remember the first time you drew back a bow on, on a deer out in the wild and, and you let it go? And the second part of this question is like, what is that feeling like when you, you put all this time in shooting a bow, practicing, practicing, you finally get in that moment? And your mind has has got all of these chemicals going in it because you've got so much adrenaline rushing through your body from what you're about to do. So, yes, I I do remember the first time I took a deer with a bow, and it was it was I was I was ecstatic. I mean, uh, it was actually right behind the mobile home that I grew up in. I oh. mean, it was like forty yards back there. We had a little deer stand, and it was a doe, and uh, the guy that cut our hay, he was actually in the field right next to me, man. I could see his tractor when he come around the edge of the field. I mean, he was cutting hay. And we had a nice little food pot right by the creek, and uh, it was early. I just went and climbed up in the tree after school, and I, I'd been hard after it. I, it was my first bow. Just got it. It was early bow season, and I, was, I wanted to harvest a deer. And... That that's when I that's when the fire struck in me, you know. To yeah, which I used a crossbow before. This is this is my first compound bow. Crossbow, it's good for, you know, it's good for certain people. But if you're able, compound bow is uh, way to go. Huh? Is the way to go. Anyways, I uh I just happened to look down, and she was standing right below me. And it was it was early. I'd I'd probably been in the stand for ten minutes, and she was just feeding on acorns and stuff. And she walked out there in the food plot, and man, I was just I was shaking like a leaf. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, Lord, please let this all come together, please. And she she walked out there. I mean, fifteen yards, and I stood up, and there was another one behind me, and. I kind of heard it stomping around that the one out there right in front of me, the one I ended up taking, she looked straight up at me, dude. And I was, I was stone cold. <laughs> Steve oh, <man>. Austin. <laughs> yeah. Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was still uh, for, it's, it seemed like an eternity, but it was probably only like a minute or two. Yeah. But I was just froze. And, uh, she, she finally calmed down. They both calmed down. The other one walked right underneath me. Uh, she kind of looked up towards the tractor, tractor coming around the edge of the other field, and she just kind of looked up there, and that's when I checked and made sure the other deer wasn't looking at me as well, and I drew back and took a shot, and she didn't go five yards, and I was pumped. I was I was ecstatic. Called my dad, uh, told him all about it, and you know it was it was a great yeah. great deal. I can I can kind of feel it coming <laughs> yeah, off of you right now. That's yeah, awesome. Dude, I like what you said how. Uh, you said harvest it, not yeah. ju- you know, not just kill it because you're harvesting it for right. something oh, other yeah, than man, just. I love deer meat. I love it so much. I've, I mean, I've, I've got probably 130 pounds of deer meat in my fridge right now. So, 
Yeah. And yeah. I don't have to go to the grocery store for it. And, you know, it's, it's my favorite. Being a, because I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I was podcast, about to say, give us, and, some, give us some facts about some lean venison, and, Gary. And yeah, and you, you know that I'm going to do dietetics. For sure. <laughs> that is, cause, because I, I've talked to you before about I want to get more into hunting. I've, mm-hmm. I've hunted. I, I grew up and was, was definitely not as into it as what I would say. A, I wouldn't have considered myself necessarily a hunter, but I was familiar with yeah, it. You enjoyed it. Jordan but when I when I kind of got uh, exposed to the idea of harvesting as opposed to just killing and 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 getting like growing close to like a wild animal like you have on your on your land and everything when when that idea was exposed to me man I was like I want to harvest my own deer to provide myself with with lean protein Mm -hmm. because that is the most organic lean protein when you kill a deer and you take it off like you 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 hang it up skin it put it in the freezer like you you have such a deeper connection than if you go to the grocery store and buy a pound of ground beef you know, like there's memories associated when you take that out of the freezer, the 130 pounds that you've got, when you take one of the whatever back straps out a couple months down the road, you're going to remember oh, dude, there's that not, hunt, you know? For sure. You've for got sure. that connection with your food, and to not, me, that's a big deal. Not only that hunt, if you have the privileges like I do, I, you know, I grew up on uh, on a farm, you know, around our hometown, mm-hmm. family farm, and Man, I, I I have a history with these deer. I, I watched them for years since they were small, since I could recognize their rack. Mm-hmm. From year to year, I'm like, okay, that was him last year. Okay, you know, I, I kind of know the age structure. Yeah. And I, I, I got a name for him. And um, I, I found his sheds from last year, you know. I mean, it's the history with those deer. When I, when I, you know, I go out there and I see this bachelor group of young bucks, and in early season, see see this big group of young bucks. And man, he's gonna be he's gonna be something. And I also also you know I feed them year round minerals and stuff, you know, to to help their bodies out, but you know also help their horns out. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I'm not a trophy hunter, but. I'm. I just want to shoot a mature deer. Yeah, and and that's 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 does too. I mean, you have to you have to keep the ratio of your does and bucks in a certain way. Yeah, because if you have too many does, when it comes to the rut, you know, when they're you know thinking about breeding, if you have too many does, and you got say say if you have ten bucks and then you got 40 does you're never going to see those bucks during that time you got 40 does running around there and you got plenty for them to choose from yeah it's not the one that walks out in your food plot they don't have to come out there they can stay in their woods close to their home close to their home core and get whatever they want you know Hmm, so you have to that's you know there's definitely strategies to it but that's not only strategies for killing us, strategies for um, preserving preserving <laughs> them. Yes, and and say I've got this. I've 
our property and what we plant for them, what we grow for them, can only hold this this amount of deer. Oh yeah. So it's getting over, you know, it's getting over grazed, whatever. Which I mean, we have so many deer around our farm, it's unreal. Like <clears throat> it's nothing to go out there at night or this time of year. You go out in the field at evening, see seventy to eighty deer. Wow. I mean, our land we it butts up to uh, Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. so it's nothing but woods. Very pretty rural. much for <laughs> long ways. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're the best source of food plot. That's pretty much all our field is, is field. Did I say our... Is a, your field is a food plot. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all our farm is, is fields. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we plant probably nine acres of food plot. Dang. And, and that'll, that'll hold, you know, a good amount of deer. But, I mean... It's just like a golf course when you go out there. They just have it mowed down. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that's a ton of them. I think people sometimes forget, too, that uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but like every year, isn't there a different number of deer that you can kill in a certain season? Well, they, they do change it around. Uh, we, all, the, all the big bug states have what's called CWD pretty much. Arkansas's had it for a while too. Chronic wasting Chronic disease. Chronic wasting disease, yes. And that's, <clears throat> it's kind of a, been a big thing, you know, for the Arkansas Game and Fish these past couple of years. And there's certain zones, say if they find a case of uh, CWD within 10 miles of that, you can't, uh, it's the CWD zone. So, so they find a deer 10, with CWD yes. within 10 miles or a 10-mile radius. And with t- in 10 miles of that, you have certain regulations that you have to go by. And so not, how, would you find, how would you find out where a CWD zone would be? You'd, I mean, you can get on your phone and look. You can go to Walmart and get the 2019 or whatever. So it's Arkansas Game, Game of Fish? Arkansas Game of Fish, yes. Okay. Just, AGFC dot uh, com and you can find season dates and bag limits. That's what you go under to to find that. But okay, um, they, yeah, they, they have restriction on that. the The main thing I think they're worried about is their elk. You know, elk <clears throat> were native to here a long time ago, but they kind of you know went extinct around this area, and they yeah. introduced them. I can't remember what year. Year it is. Yeah, I I go up to um, Boxley and Ponca and see them right, very regular. Right, they're up there. <laughs> and if I don't know if you knew this, but uh, elk, if if it's they have zones too that are elk zones, which you have to get a permit for in Arkansas. Yeah, but if if you have an elk that's not in the elk zone that they're known to be in, then you can take that animal and use a deer tag on it. Wait. Okay. So wait. If so, an elk is found in a non-elk zone, so if I had a, I'd had a, I had a picture in 2009 of a cow elk in Damascus, and that's not an elk zone. So you could have taken. I could have taken her. Wow. And used a deer tag. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. So, so, sorry, Gary. Go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. I was, I was thinking like you, you were talking about how many deer you had on your, on your farm and stuff, but how many a year. Or how many deer per year can you harvest? You like that rhyme? 
You can you can harvest six. Six, okay. Six. See, but two of those have to be in a different county from where you check in the majority of your deer. Okay, see, that's what I was trying to get at though was that when people when people talk about hunting and how all these negative connotations to it, it's not like people are just going out there and just killing animals left and right. You know what right. I mean? If you do it with etiquette and with and you know the right way, there's only a certain amount that you can kill that will For sure. that will um help increase the population in due time. I've, you know, I've, you know ne- what I'm I've never shot that many deer in one season. Yeah. I've never shot six deer in one season. Yeah. They, There's been several years where I that I that I go and I have opportunities to, but you know, this just doesn't work out. There's been several years where I just pretty much eat a tag sandwich. That's what I call it. Yeah. I mean, don't <laughs> don't get anything, which I'm totally fine with that. Man, I mean, like I said, the best hunts I go on are when I'm not when I don't take anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, something that you mentioned a little bit back was that you you said something about trophy hunting. Mm-hmm. And some people get a get a bad idea and they have a, a negative connotation around trophy hunting. So what what is trophy hunting to you? Because I don't I don't think I don't think that you can take an animal like that and not have it as a trophy. I think it would almost be insulting to the animal for it not to be a trophy. It's like you look back on it and it's like, yeah, it's a trophy, but that trophy, for example, I have trophies for winning baseball games. I look at those and I'm like, that reminds me, that brings me back to the memory of that time. For sure. For example, if you put a, a deer or an elk up on the wall, you look at that, and you have that connection. You look back, you remember that time. It's almost like paying respect to sure. that animal. You sure. know what I'm saying? And you're exactly right. A trophy, trophy, a trophy is whatever, whatever it is to you. I mean, it what what's a trophy to to me might not be a trophy to you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just what whatever your goal is. Like if you, I, one thing I love doing is taking kids out and hunting, man. It, it's uh it's it's amazing especially turkey hunting which turkey turkey season i was gonna say this a while ago turkey season is coming up pretty quick it starts april 8th here in arkansas it only goes two two weeks i'd love to take both of y'all and just experience a spring morning and hopefully a turkey goblin and the and just bro i'll go with dude you. i'll go i won't dude, do anything i'll just sit there i'm telling you i'm dude, telling you it's, yeah, I'll do it's, that for it's, sure. it's something it's special anyways it's like I said. I mean, a trophy. Like uh, you take a you take a young kid out there. Whatever, whatever. The first deer that walks out, if they are uncontrollably excited, you know, they want to harvest that animal. Everything's lining up right, then that's a trophy right there. Just because of the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, it's. It's it's not it's not about the harvest. It's not you know it's not about how many you kill. It's it's not making piles. You know, like you know, you see all these people. It's just they're excited. They're what gets them excited is the number game, the inches game. You know, they're just excited about the biggest and the most they can. Yeah, kill. it's almost like a competition. Yeah, just a competition yeah. when it and should a, be like a personal. <laughs> thing right i mean just man i i I duck hunt too and i duck hunt mostly private 
or a public land. And it, it's been tough these past couple of seasons, and the it just makes you appreciate the good hunts that much more. I mean, you got these people that, you know, can afford all this stuff, and they just don't – they can't really take it for what it is. Yeah, and you, you mean like yeah. afford, like going on these like guided hunts right. where you're – Almost, almost guaranteed. Yeah, (laughs) you're guaranteed. Yeah, and some some people they do they do, you know, they can they can you know take it for what it's worth, but it's just not all about the numbers and yeah yeah. We're going to drive that point home. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I kind of like what you said earlier. Was uh, you kept saying how you wanted to harvest a mature deer, Mm -hmm. so. That means just like an an older one, more developed, right? Right. So I mean, in I mean, in theory, if you're harvesting mature deer, then they're gonna have a bigger rack anyway. You know what I'm saying? Some, so sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So like, it's not just. So even though you're you're still you still have etiquette and you're using you know a moral that you want to you know harvest a mature deer, it's still gonna pay off for you anyway because it's probably gonna have a bigger rack than you know say a younger one would anyway which is what me and gary have talked about before is that uh we can use playing guitar gary you don't you don't want to learn guitar just so you can go show off to everyone you know it's a process you you've been practicing and learning and and you know by doing all that you are going to get really good you're going to get better you're going to get the reward or the trophy of you being a really good guitar player, but you didn't set out to do that. You didn't start your whole guitar journey by saying, I want to be super good at guitar just to show off, you know, but in, but just by, you know, going through the process, you it'll will, happen. It will happen, which is kind of what you were saying. You know, right. you want a mature deer, you wait for that mature deer. You, you know, you feed them, you get them healthy, you watch them grow. And then eventually you'll get that that trophy in return just by you know completing the process. Right. So yeah, you, you have to set your goals and achieve them. I mean, for sure. Hey, we're all about that, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, I thought that was cool. There's this there's this separation that I want you to clarify. There's a separation between hunting and wildlife preservation. I believe and. I mean, this is supported, and you can ask our government. That's why we have the hunting system the way that we do. Hunting and wildlife preservation are one and the same. Mm-hmm. For sure. It all falls under gamekeeper. Yeah. So I, I want you to just, I want you to, to give us a little something on, on a hunter's role in wildlife preservation. A hunter's role. First off, you got to buy your tags. You got to be legal, man. That money percentage of it goes to the wildlife in your state it hmm, goes to okay. it goes to the 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 public land wmas it goes to the lakes i mean it they your biologists in your state get a percentage of that money and they do what they see fit for certain areas of the state oh that's cool so like yeah local biologists get money to do research right. about the animal. Okay. They do research. They they get in there. They figure out what that area needs to make it better. Okay. So, like, for example, like, uh, you were talking about, like, uh, planting food plots, minerals, trees, stuff like that. Right. Or, like, 
if you say you had a lake that um was kind of i don't know polluted or whatever could mm-hmm. you put minerals and stuff in there to make the water cleaner or whatnot take take measures i don't take know measures they, yeah you can put different types of fish in there like okay yeah if, you, if you have a real dirty lake like you can put more carp in there because they can keep it clean and they also they see what areas need certain restrictions like okay on this wma hunters only are going to be allowed to take one wildlife deer. management area yes okay. sir cool yeah you can you can only a uh, hunter can only take one deer here Okay. Um, this area over here is permit only. You, which you have to apply for a permit. Yeah. And hopefully get one, and then you can go harvest your one animal. Um, a lot of the WMAs they have a rifle season, which is draw only. So you have to draw for that, and it's only on like certain days. So when you say draw, like you go into a drawing and you get right. drawn to mm-hmm. actually so you don't even know if you're going to it's just random exactly okay and um uh, so they 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 regulate it how how they see fit yeah and you got you got to trust them and you got to you got to you got to invest in your your wildlife i mean yeah. you can you can donate to arkansas game and fish which i'm not in financial you know, I can't do that right now, which yeah. I will when I'm. But when you I'm buy able your to. tags, you, for sure. You yes. contribute how you need to. Yes. Yeah, and even I mean, even the smallest amount, just by doing what's right and buying the tags. I mean, that's helping out some. Exactly. Yeah, I just, I just wanted, I just wanted you to shine a light that that the hunt hunters and really just the people that are over like the national wildlife stuff are the biggest contributors to for sure wildlife yeah. preservation. And you, you have to. Even if you don't hunt and you ha- you care for animals, I, I I urge you to at least it w- you wouldn't be wasting your money if you invested in some way because we're we're losing ground every day for for wildlife. I mean, it's just you, and you can't make it up. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of like all spirals back into each other because you have this thought that hunting is bad nowadays. So therefore you have less hunters, so you have less tags being bought, you have less money being, you know, given and donated to these wildlife researchers for them to do what they need to do. So I mean yeah, right. so really by advocating against hunting, them you're, trying you're to help the wildlife it. Yeah. they're actually hurting it. For sure. And you're hurting you're hurting your ecosystem and you're hurting yeah. you're hurting your your plants and Yeah, you can you call. cannot you cannot have if you if you you go out in the woods and you see the most lively area, there's and you just sit there and watch it. There's wildlife everywhere. You oh, cannot yeah. you cannot have a a perfect environment without your wildlife. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I mean, and call it call it hippy dippy, call it whatever you want, man. But a healthy ecosystem, we're all connected. You know, for sure. Like yeah. everything I mean, goes and is a cycle and a process that helps another process and cycle, and we're at we as humans are involved in that. We are at the top of the food chain. Exactly. We you we gotta we're do we're the gamekeepers. Yes, you we're have ones, to do it. We're you the ones to. that have the mind. If you don't, man. you're gonna lose it. It's a circle of life, man. That's why you have um, deer eating plants that maybe aren't necessarily good for the 
for that specific environment. You got right. snakes eating, you know, rats that could, um, you know, come into people's houses and stuff. You spread know, disease, spread right? disease, spread disease. Man. I mean, sure. it's just it's just the way it goes, man. It's a circle of life. You can't be taking out all these animals and then. So on the on the same, go ahead, go ahead, Josh. Uh, this that's another thing. CWD. That's Mother Nature, man. There's, you can regulate it a little bit. I understand. I mean, I, I don't understand this. Okay, Arkansas Game and Fish. They found out uh, a deer or elk tested positive for CWD. Okay, so they go out and they kill six hundred deer for so they can test them around that area. Out of the six hundred deer, I think that there was like. I don't know. I, I don't want to be lying on this, but there was. Was there a small or a large number? Small uh, number. I'm talking like six deer. Okay. That had CWD. So like one percent. Yes. Wow. I mean, very minimal amount, and there they. So what they was kinda, their action to that? Like, what did they do to that? I just don't. I think they're trying to protect their elk. Arkansas has a abundant deer population. Oh yeah, there's but a they're, bunch but of whitetail. We don't have a we don't have a lot of elk. I mean, that's one thing they're trying to you know bring keep back growing. Yes, to this area, and I think that's what scared them a little bit. Which which I understand, but gotta let nature run its course. Right, man. That's that's Mother Nature. She's she's gonna do what she sees sees fit. There's not enough deer being taken here, so that's what has you know. That's yeah. I mean, it's I brutal. You, it's man. a brutal way to to go. I mean, would you rather see a, see a deer suffering? You know, hitting it hitting it on the highway, them instead starving. Of, yeah, <laughs> instead of somebody uh, shooting a bow and killing a deer, one one arrow, right. one deer, honoring that animal for what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, I, like I had that. a question about CWD. So, is it, does a deer just eventually die once they get the disease? Yes, it's a slow, painful death. And w- say you shot a deer that had that, could you, um, once you could you harvest the meat off of it or no? Yes, you can. As as of right now, there has been no crossover. There has no yeah. been no crossover between humans and deer. You, there's been nobody get no person get anything. No. Okay. So even though you say you shot a deer that had that and you ate the meat, it, you wouldn't. It depends on how far along the process is. If, you know, if you see this deer and they normally die around water when when they're sick like that, and they'll be you know lame, drawn yeah. up. I mean, they bad won't, shape. They'll look bad. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some pictures. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrible. I mean, slow, painful death. Yeah. So, I mean, in reality, though, once they have that. You would want to harvest them before you found them dead, for sure. If, if you, was, if you, you see I mean? an animal that you think's sick, you need to do what you can. If you wound an animal, I've, I've, I mean, if you hunt, you're going to wound an animal. I've done it, and I, I mean, it, it. Not proud about it, but it happens. Certain it's not like happen. you meant to. I mean, no, exactly. Yeah. But then you make it your goal to. End it how how it should be. I mean, you know, honor that animal and still pursue it and don't let it, you know, as long as you're, it's still around for the taking, you need to take it. You need to finish yeah. what you started. Yeah. So 
I kind of get what you're saying about that. So on on kind of the same vein, just kind of pr- promoting um, hunters being a very very good thing for America, um, and really just the planet. The there's an organization called Hunters for the Hungry, and this is a statistic I looked up. The Hunters for the Hungry are basically people that they'll go out and kill an animal. Maybe they have a surplus of food, especially like Ted Nugent. I mean, he kills so many animals that he he donate. He can't eat all that meat, so he donates the meat to Hunters for the Hungry. And check, listen to this number. 250 million meals a year come from hunters for the hungry that are that are given out to people that need food that's amazing. that would not otherwise happen if we weren't hunting that's amazing. so going back to what we were talking about would you rather have a deer starve or die to to disease whether it be chronic wasting or whatever get hit on the highway or would you rather harvest the animal Either eat it yourself and provide it for your family or donate it to a family that needs food. Yeah, for real. You're, you're exactly right. <laughs> so I it's, mean, it's just the process of life, man. For sure. That, that's crazy, though. Like, you, you probably know this, Josh. What's, you obviously don't get, say you kill a deer and it weighs 300 pounds. You don't get 300 pounds of meat. We oh, obviously no. know that. But say you kill a mature buck like you were, or a mature doe like you were talking about, what would be the average amount of uh, meat or food you'd get from that? Okay, I, uh, this past season, uh, one of the bucks that I took, uh, he field dressed at around 200 pounds. Okay. What does field dress mean for those who don't know? Uh, I mean... Skinned and stuff? Gutted. Entrails out? Gutted and, yeah, okay. and, you know cleaned up and without any of the meat taken off of him okay so basically like when you see a chicken at the store like a rotisserie chicken at the store right so okay i got you just all cleaned up prepped up ready to take the meat off of him and and process it the way you want it uh and i got i think just the shoulders and then the hams just the shoulders and the hams, I got like 40 pounds of meat off of them. That's crazy. It's a lot ground, of food. And I, I like it ground up into one-pound blocks and add a little bit of fat in there from the deer's yeah. fat. It yeah. makes it cook up that much better. And that's the best way to go, man. Use it in tacos, spaghetti, you know, in place of chili. In, in pla- yes, oh, in, in place of hamburger meat. Dude, think about that, though. Think about how much it would cost to go down to the store and buy... 40 pounds of ground beef that's a ton here's a here's a nutrition perspective for that so beef as opposed to venison beef has five ounces of fat in it whereas for if you took an ounce of beef and an ounce of venison there would be an five ounces of fat in the beef and one ounce of fat in the venison very lean meat so the venison's like one to one ratio Basically, the beef has five times more fat. Yeah, so it. beef would be five to one, and the venison one to one. Yeah, dang, that's crazy. That's crazy. So it's man, it's a lean, organic source of protein, man. That's Can't a bunch of meat, it. though. How much does it cost though to take it and get it processed? We used to do it ourselves, man, and it is it. It's a it's a process. It takes it takes a lot of time, which I don't mind doing it. 
but it's just getting the time so busy man and that's yeah. it, that's excuse that's everybody's excuse is you're so busy shouldn't you know you need to make time you know whatever sometimes you just don't have time yeah and i i'll take deer up to uh processing plan above clinton okay and uh it cost uh, i think it depends on what you want really you can get uh Say, sausage. Well, how much did it cost? Say what you just talked about. Uh, it was it was like fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yeah. And I could go to Walmart right now and get a pound of the ground beef. I get would be five bucks for yeah. how how much? For one pound. For one pound. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if you got forty pounds at five bucks a piece, you'd have two hundred bucks. Is that it? Is that right? I'm I don't know, man. Will, Will's the mathematician. <laughs> no, he's, he's in school. Dude, somebody's roasting me so hard right now because I got that wrong. Hang oh. on. I'm, about, I'm actually going to check you, that out. You do that, Will. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I want to I wanna talk. You, you look up your math equation. Yeah, too, so you save $150 by doing that. Just from bucks. one animal, if you got the equivalent amount of and, meat. And the peace of mind of knowing where it come from. Yeah. And... Just so many other things on top of that. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, go ahead, Gary. Uh, what I wanted to say, um, because a big a big issue that some people... I'm just, I'm just pointing out issues that people have, and I'm just wanting to bring the, the truth to the light. Right. So one issue that I've heard people talk about is that they just can't get over the fact that they're killing the animal. And we've 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 talked about this, and we we've talked about how it's a natural cycle uh, throughout this podcast. But if you do not think that your soybeans or whatever in the fields that they spray pesticides all over, and and whatever that doesn't kill, they're gonna till up the ground and kill all the ground squirrels, groundhog, everything. To obliterate, obliterate all life for that piece of land, and then that that that's what's gonna grow your soybeans, as opposed to a hunter taking one life with one arrow or one bullet. Yeah, dude, and it people just want to they just take bigger animals. They think that that bigger animals have are more of an animal than a small one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you were talking about ground squirrels, um, ground prairie hog, dogs, yeah. stuff like that. They don't, they don't <laughs> prairie dogs. <laughs> dogs dude. Dude, Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> prairie dogs. Prairie dogs, corn dogs, chili dogs. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, what I'm saying is they see deer or bigger animals as more of an animal than a small one. Yeah. So they make an argument against, hunting deer or larger game instead of, you know, even considering the small ones. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a majestic animal that we have seen in Disney movies like Bambi that we have just like, oh, it's sweet, these sweet little deer, you know? And you just don't, you don't have that same connection with a squirrel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or an insect. Well, you, I mean, an insect is still alive. A life is a life is a life, man. And so is a plant, just because it doesn't have a heart. Exactly. Plants are alive. It's true. Yeah. We're uh, Call it hippie. We're all connected. <laughs> yeah, man. We say a lot of stuff that people could call hippie. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's... that's. I'm really glad that we did this. I wanted to show people that hunting is not... 
which there are. Like I said, there's there's bad apples. There's going to be people that are going to ride around town with a freaking deer strapped to their hood. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, some some people, that's the only way they can haul it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. true. <laughs> that's true. But, but hunting is, is such a deeper thing than, like you said, the numbers game. It's, it's like another hippie deal. It's very spiritual. Yeah. It really is. I mean, there's... It's, I just can't explain it, man. You can't. Like, you can't just, put spirit. We talked about this last podcast. You can't put spirituality and, and love for something into words. Right. You're exactly. It has to right. be expressed by sure. experience, either experience or doing so. You're, which you is are, experience. Yeah, spot on <laughs> for sure. So I was going to ask you though, Josh. Um, we talked about all the hunt, all different kinds of hunting and what they mean to you. But if you had to pick uh, one type of hunting to do, you couldn't pick another one. What would it be? Turkey hunting, deer hunting, duck hunting, whatever. Just it, oh, I guess what I'm asking is what's your what's your favorite one to do? Man, I deer hunting. Uh, I just I have the opportunity to do more with my deer herd, and I spend a lot of time with them. And my girlfriend calls them my babies. Yeah, <laughs> she really does. Like <laughs> I go out there and I'm like doing my food plots and. Checking, checking trail cameras, you know, on weekends. She's like, "You gonna go? You, you gonna go take care of your babies?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, so, deer hunting, deer hunting, man, man. It's for sure. Well, I, I, we've talked a lot about about hunting. I think we've put the nail in the coffin on that. But uh, I wanna, <clears throat> I wanna just talk a little bit before we go about, unless you have more questions about hunting, will. Do you have any more? Um, let's see what we got. Um, favorite kind. Oh, I will, well, this might lead into something you were going to talk about, Gary. It kind of strays away from hunting. Um, is that I was going to ask how many places you've been hunting all across the United States. So you're not just, you know, harvesting animals. You're getting to see the countryside. You know what I mean? Right. You're getting to branch For out. Sure, and see. man. I, I haven't, not near, I haven't been out of state out of this country near as much as I want to be. I plan on several big game adventures in my in my future. Yeah. For sure, man. I have I have goals and and one of them, I don't know what it is, maybe a death wish, but I want to kill a grizzly. Harvest a grizzly with my bow Whew. before my time's up. Dude. That may be my time right there, but <laughs> yeah. dude. Golly, there's just there's just something about it, and just gets my blood boiling just watching it. You know? Yeah, and I gotta I gotta fulfill that adrenaline rush. For sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. Hey, I've I've said this a few times in the past, and I'm I'm serious. I really want to make this happen, and I hope that it comes to fruition one day. But we're gonna go to the Hawaiian island of Lanai, and we're gonna kill some axis deer <laughs> with a bow. Are the axis deer the ones that with the racks are like yeah. three foot tall? Yeah. I hear I hear they're some of the best eating. Yes, yep. they, yeah, they have they have big racks. They uh but, obviously they're not native to Lanai, Hawaii. They're from around uh, like India, East Asia that time. Mm-hmm. And they evolved running away from tigers, so they're like super wired and hard to hard to kill. <laughs> <laughs> to get back to your to your to your question, is Kansas, uh, Missouri, Arkansas. Um, I, I guess that's it, dude. No, South South Dakota. 
South Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah, that's cool, man. Basically, what I was I was asked that for was that you all, you probably went with your friends or your family or something. Sure. It's like hunting isn't just. I mean, it's fun to do it by yourself. Me and Gary talk about that a lot, or doing things by yourself just because you enjoy them. But you know, taking your family or other people with you along with you for the journey is, you know, makes it's it process, makes it man. an enjoyable experience it's, it's too. Process. So it's communal, a communal experience, man, yeah, I, for sure. Uh, that the best memories I have is friends and families and the outdoors. That's one thing I was going to say too. It, that those are memories right there that can never be, never be taken away. It's it, a it's a trophy. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, I don't I don't care about harvesting anything when it comes to that. That that's that's second to everything else. It's it's a little things. I yeah. Mean, it doesn't matter to me. You're spending time with family and friends is awesome. where it's at. Yeah. Well, this definitely segues in what what I was wanting to talk about. I was just wanting to say that. We we grew up, me and Will, talking me and Will, grew up with Josh. We spent a lot of good times with him playing baseball and high school, just growing up. And we're, we're glad that you came on the podcast, man. Man, I am too. I miss y'all boys. Yeah, we yeah, we don't get to see Josh much. He's a hard-working man. We're all hard-working men. Hard-working men. Doing, yeah. doing, our own, doing our own things. But Hey, man, one one day it'll, we're gonna, it'll I'll slow down. Ser- I'll seriously go turkey hunting with you. I'm serious, one, guys. One, one, how, how early do you do you get up to, to go turkey hunting? Oh, I get out there before daylight, man. It just depends on where he's at. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Yo, when it comes around, you what, really how, get your blood boiling. How many weeks away is it? So it, three week, three weeks away. I think it's the eighth. So it starts on a Monday. Uh, yeah, three weeks. Three weeks. Three Dude, weeks. Send, shoot me a text, and if I'm able, I will go sit out in the woods with you. I have no problem with that. I, yeah, I look for people to go Amen. hang out in the woods yeah, with. I'll spring go sit out there. The spring morning is is. Uh, Spring morning in Arkansas, hearing all the birds singing is something special to it. Especially yeah. if you got a turkey goblin in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golly, I can't even. We're explain going to get it. get down on my my parents' land down in Choctaw. There's a lot of birds. There's a down lot there, of turkey. Man. man, I've just went on little walks with my nana and yeah. seen a bunch of turkeys going up there. I, I, man, we've been fortunate. Our turkey population has come back to the farm now. We had a tornado come through there in 07 and just tore up all of our big oak trees and stuff along the creek and the ridge that goes down through our farm and it kind of pushed them over you know yeah where, where, i mean they winter on us but during the spring it's kind of too thick around us they go over on the neighbor property but dang neighbor the, the, <laughs> i haven't i haven't taken a bird at the farm since 2012 and so we we've our populations on the up and up and having good hatches and that's good I'm, man i'm happy for that for sure blessed well, awesome wildlife preservation right there my that, you're right dude <laughs> it all comes together for sure yeah well we always like to ask which we've only had two guests prior to you but we like to ask if you had one thing that you could tell the audience what would that be you're on the spot it, man if somebody tough. was gonna never hear you again never hear your voice again what was one thing that you would tell them that would you'd want to stick with them mm. man that's a tough one i gotta think about that for a second okay uh, you you can dwell on it swish it around hmm. 
kind of like the wine tasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, smell it. You got to smell it, swish it around, get a little uh, sip on your tongue. You know what I mean? I've said this before, before in the podcast, but set your goals and achieve them. That's that's the big thing. Is you can't become complacent in 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 this life. There, you, it's it's going to be boring, and time's going to pass you by quicker than if you were out busy all the time. Honestly. I mean, you drive me insane. You just got to keep on, keep on setting goals and achieving them. Yeah. Not just yourself, but with a, with a partner in life, your friends. I mean, you got to have multiple goals. You're just. Yeah, for sure. Me and Gary have talked about that before, man. Consistency. Yeah. You got to make goals consistently and consistently meet them. For sure. Consistency is key, man. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you got to play the game, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. You've talked about that too, Gary. Goals when, and stuff. When, yeah, when we when we talk about goals, a lot of people get this idea of of these ambitious goals that are going to to get you somewhere. Which those are good goals to have. I've got some of those goals, but goals are such a broader array of things. Sure. One of my goals is to keep in touch with my friends that I grew up with and that I've built relationships over time. I, I appreciate that more and, than you know, for yeah. sure. And so when we say goals, a lot of people can be like, oh, you know, you just you get in this goal-oriented mindset and you just go, 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 and you, you're just achieving. You're in the achievement. Goals don't necessarily have to be achievement. Goals, set goals that make you happy. Right. Yeah. Make you happy and and push you to become better. It's like it's a it's a balance between what kind of goals you're setting. For sure. So. For yeah, sure, I, I really like that. I really like that. I like that. that one, dude. Yeah. I like that one. I like that question too. <laughs> I love how <laughs> I, yeah. I love how when we ask that everybody has to think about it. Yeah. Thought-provoking <laughs> questions are good for the brain. For sure. No doubt. Get you thinking, man. You got to stay thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that brain working, baby. She'll go stale on you. <laughs> well, guys, we are going to shut it down. Josh has got to get up early. And yeah, dude, it's, it's 9.30 now. You got to get, <laughs> get up in six hours. Yeah, we are. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up, and you can find me on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96 and on Snapchat at Gary, G-A-I-R-Y. And you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington 00 and on Twitter as TheScavenger23. You can find our podcast on Instagram at Casual Conversation Podcast, and you can find us on YouTube. Uh, channel is Casual Conversation podcast josh you got any social medias you want to shout out uh yeah man because you hey, you, you, you you put those yeah. those hunting stories you put pictures and stuff about hunting on Dude, uh inspiring online. i'll tell yeah, you okay my instagram let's see here it's just josh Payne 20 so p-a-y-n-e j-o-s-h-p-a-y-n-e 20 there we go josh Payne Heck 20 yeah and he when the hunting season comes around, just just get prepared for some stories, man. <laughs> Dude, man, I I honestly wish I I, I shared more uh, on here, but I try to stay off my phone best I can, you know. Yeah, yeah but I, I feel you. But I I do like sharing my stories on Share here. Share that stuff, man. Yeah. I I enjoy I enjoy stuff like I'm, that. I'm I glad. Really I'm glad. I'm for sure. Um, like I said, like it says on my Instagram, you can find me outdoors. So if you want to find me somewhere, just 
come around Damascus, you might find me. <laughs> there you go, baby. Well, all right. But man, I'm glad you came on. I appreciate it. I'm glad that you know we have something like this where we can just have a nice conversation with our sure, friends. Man, that I mean, that's why me and Gary did this whole thing was just to have some casual conversation, oh, yeah. get to get to talking to each other, get to see some old friends and. That we hadn't seen in a while and some yeah. interesting people we've never met and just learned something. I definitely learned something today. So I like what y'all are doing. <laughs> I'm glad you came on, brother. I love it. Man, that was a good episode. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I guess with that being said, Gary out. Later. Later.